I really wish that I could show you. I did this little safety box setup here for oh, nice. all of my wires. <laughs> my aunt just <laughs> gave me this perfume set. So it came in this nice sturdy box. Mm-hmm. And so I literally got my power tools out and I was drilling holes into the sides <laughs> for the wires to come out. <laughs> Your power tools. I love it. I know. I forgot how to use one of the attachments. I was like, oh, I have not used this in a long time. Oh boy. I don't even know what it's called. This is the worst thing. Cause I know how to do some shit handy wise, but right. I don't know what anything's called. If I had to go to a hardware store and, and find a certain item, I would have no idea where to begin to find it. <laughs> yeah, or describe it. Yeah, like it's a circular thingy and it's got like spikes on the sides. I don't know. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know the name either. Yeah, I don't know. What My it's dad's called. a carpenter, so I should know some stuff, but not everything. But I could pick it out in a lineup if somebody said, oh, what right. do you use to drill a hole? I knew what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I knew which attachment I needed and I knew how to put it on, but I couldn't tell you what it's called. <laughs> it's fine. We got through Monday though. We did, although I'm already feeling like it's later in the week than it is. It has felt like Tuesday all day and I don't understand why. Sometimes doing this on a Monday night, it makes me feel like it should be at least Tuesday because it's weird that we watched it on a Sunday while I watched it on Sunday. Yeah, I watched it during lunch today. I honestly would have been mad to waste my lunch break on that. the only time of the day that I get myself and my own thoughts but I also knew myself and I'd get home and I'd be like I don't want to fucking watch this now but I have to so I figured I'm stuck here right you're a captive audience yeah I'm like (laughs) why not watch it while I'm stuck here yeah I have to say I felt this was probably the most lackluster episode so far in the season it was lackluster but it was also like too much shit was going on I don't know. I felt it was a lot of back and forth and nothing was really resolved or really, I don't believe a lot of what happened. <laughs> don't believe it? <laughs> no, like, I don't believe that the outcome is true to some of the storyline. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen the no, last I guess of. No, to All get, right, a, we'll get into, get into it. it. <laughs> this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's my 60 second summary. This week, Percival Pickens takes aim at the storied institution of the Southside Serpents and their long-reigning queen, Tony Topaz. He correctly assesses that it's absolutely ridiculous that violent street gangs are just allowed to exist in Riverdale, and that it's also not cool for an infant child to be raised by someone who is actually perpetuating it. To be fair, Percival Pickens goes a little too far to make his point when he helps the ghoulies kidnap baby Anthony to lure the serpents into a trap, but removing Tony from the town council and urging Kevin to apply for primary custody of Anthony are actually measures we can get behind. Especially since it turns out that Fangs has been stockpiling illegal weapons in the apartment to prepare for an upcoming rumble with the ghoulies and is now rotting in jail. Speaking of illegal, Reggie's dad doesn't have long to live and he's making the most of the time he has left by spiraling into serious gambling debt, forcing Reggie to make a deal with some mobsters that will lock him into a life of crime for the foreseeable future. And Britta finally reaches out for help with the Abigail situation, prompting Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Anna Rose to perform a ritual with Britta to restore Cheryl's spirit. But it looks like Abigail's spirit has been absorbed by the creepy Julian doll, which means this shit ain't over yet. Where do you want to start? Um, well, again, there were really only two things that were kind of going on this time around. Mm-hmm. I don't even fully count the Abigail stuff because that yeah. was a pretty minor thing that occurred. But the part of the episode that I had the biggest problem with, or at least that was causing the most frustration for me, was Percival's attack on the serpents and Tony. Because 
I fully agreed with what he was doing for the most part. So I just struggled real hard with the fact that everybody's so indignant and upset about what's happening. I don't want to sound like a broken record, so I'm really just going to try and say this the one time. But I feel like there are two sides to the serpents. There's their original mm-hmm. street I know tough with gang, this. and then mm-hmm. there's just this community sense of a group of people who kind of bond together and have started to be productive members of society. But the show keeps trying to have it both ways. And then you end up with with this, with an episode like this, where somebody comes in and is like, look at all this fucking gang activity. And you can't even be like, no, but they're good. They're they're good people. They're good citizens. And then you have Fangs getting arrested for amassing all these illegal weapons to attack the ghoulies in a rumble that's apparently coming. And so there's still a violent street gang, but Tony's been defending it this whole time and saying how they're productive members of society and she's the serpent queen and she's a guidance counselor. And it's like, do you have any idea what's going on in this association that you're part of, that you're a leader of? And even earlier, or I guess it was at the end of season five or was the beginning of season six? I don't remember. Somebody was like, dude, the serpents are lame. They're run by this lady with a baby. And it's just like, no, wait, you're right though. They are lame. Yeah. They're not a street gang anymore. They're just yeah, they're kind of an organization. One, season two, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they are trying to push them still being to get like a thing. Like the fact right. that we fast forwarded seven years so much had changed yet the serpents are still around and you would think that once tony got pregnant she would have kind Stepped of down <laughs> yeah it just became like the white worm is great whatever you know that's fine right but like you said they're not really like except for the stuff pointed out in this episode (laughs) right which they're really not doing that much gang activity anymore we haven't seen it yeah we haven't seen a lot of violent gang activity recently but if fangs was preparing for this rumble he's got this giant duffel bag of weapons was he compelled by percival though uh is that going to be the question that we have to ask ourselves about everything this season i also question whether or not he was a vampire he was looking a little scraggly this episode like kind of haggard and his hair looked a little greasy like he didn't look as kempt so that could play to your argument that maybe this wasn't him that maybe he's under the influence but yeah that makes it really frustrating because it's an easy way for them to undo people's wrongdoings at the end of this season well, I felt like this whole episode was just, oh, Percival compelled them, and that's why. And it's just like, is this really going to go on all yeah. the time? Right, because that's just very... It, I feel like it's supposed to be sinister and make us really scared and anxious of what's going on here, but it just annoys me because I don't want to get all indignant about something only to find out that it wasn't that person's intentions all along like that's frustrating and stupid to me so I don't know but even assuming that Fangs was under the influence I still think it deserves to be fleshed out here 
who the serpents are and what they are. Because Tony does propose at some point that they make them into less of a gang and more of an organization, which is what Fangs does not want to happen. And again, we don't know if that's Fangs or Percival. She also wasn't really selling it. No, because she's making it sound like uh, it was a social... A political... No, political... Political activist group, was that it? A Yeah, political activist group. Yeah. So no, that's not, that doesn't sound appealing at all. No. And, but okay. So we don't know any serpents anymore. We don't, everybody's gone. That's another thing. I haven't seen any of them except <laughs> we don't, those two. We don't know. I mean, every once in a while we see them in the background, but there's, it's nobody we've ever heard of. So we don't know how they feel about the serpents and also just like why they exist in general. And one of my beefs about this whole thing is that the ghoulies seem to just be able to do whatever the fuck they want in Riverdale. And it's just weird that like when suddenly they need to mobilize against the serpents, they can do so very quickly and efficiently. Whereas like they just weren't able to go after the ghoulies at any point, which is kind of stupid because Hiram is technically responsible for bombing Archie's house, but Mm -hmm. it was ghoulies who did it. And they also set pops on fire. And is anybody going to jail for this? Like, how can they just function without reprimand? I know that there's no police department, but the FBI should probably get involved at some point. It just seems ridiculous to me that these gangs are just allowed to do whatever they want. Well, now it's not going to get any better because now you have Percival, who's now a deputy, he's compelling these people. So they're not going to get reprimanded because he's making them do it. I mean, again, the ghoulies shot up pops. Like, are we, what the fuck is this building has been (laughs) built and rebuilt a million times. I know. Luckily, Jughead has his power now because if he didn't, you know, we'd be kind of (sighs) screwed. Well, certainly with the whole Britta thing, but he didn't use his power at all to help with the gangs or anything. True. (laughs) They didn't use their powers at all on Percival this time around, really. But I think that it's convenient or we're still kind of getting used to Percival's influence because it seems like he's not influencing everybody. And is that intentional or are there certain people that he can't influence? Because you would think that why not just influence everybody so that there's no resistance? That would just make his his job a whole lot easier if he could just fuck with everybody's mind and make them do what he wants. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be pretty great. But then would we even have much of a story left? Like we wouldn't, but that's what I'm saying. Like we, we, there have to be limitations to his powers, but we just don't know what they are. And right now they just seem really convenient in terms of the people that he can manipulate. And I love that Archie utters a line that is just so obvious, but I guess had to be said. He's like, Something very weird is happening. (laughs) I I love whenever they say any variation on that line. (laughs) Right? Like, that's the tagline for the show. Like, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he said none of this makes sense. That's what he said. Yeah. And then... Jughead says, and this brings back my feelings a couple of episodes ago. He goes, Oh, it's a super, it's a classic superhero yeah. narrative. And I'm like, Oh, God. Yeah. But they also implied what I had been saying the last episode that maybe they got their superpowers because they needed to defeat Percival. Yeah. But even how that happened, like, who well, sent Percival? I'm pretty sure that's when Archie said, None of this makes sense. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, yep. You're right. It doesn't, but... You make sense that it doesn't make sense. Cool. 
Also, I've never seen so many town meetings in my life. That's a lie. We had so many town meetings in every single episode. Unless, no, are I you mean, referring this to the whole season. season? Oh, okay. This season. Yes. Well, it's all about small government in uh, season six of Riverdale. Oh my God. I'm just Fascinating. like, every other scene, they're like, we need to have a meeting. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's put this to a vote. <laughs> but I mean, again, I don't think it's unnecessary to remove Tony from the board. I actually think that makes sense because she's clearly not impartial when it comes to the serpents. Mm. And given that they have been violent in the past, I feel like she should at least be willing to listen to people and understand that they might be concerned. So I don't know. I can't be on Tony's side in this episode at all. I don't dislike Tony. I just, I feel like it's been such a hard pill for me to swallow that she walks around pretending like she's a normal upstanding citizen, but she's also the leader of this gang that was at some point and potentially still is violent. And one of the problems about this is I can't get the Rivervale episode out of my head. The La Well, we actually reference it. Yeah, yeah. they reference it. And it's- yes, Tony has a weird flashback kind of thing. She says it's deja vu, which is, I, I don't even really want to touch that because. Oh yeah, no, it was a blip. It was a blip in the episode, but the fact that they even mentioned it is kind of. Right, well, and the fact that they, <laughs> that the cast or the characters seem to remember something that didn't actually happen to them like that. I, I don't, I can't get into that, right. but, but that's a conflicting thing for me. Cause now it's like confusing my memory of what the serpents have been up to. It's just not, it's not working for me. My presumption is that the ghoulies have been a problem in Riverdale and the right. serpents have been defending Riverdale from the ghoulies. And so there are turf wars and there is violence and they're trying to keep the ghoulies away but also cops fbi (laughs) something i'm a little confused because going with what you just said which is the truth it's the serpents versus the ghoulies the serpents are protecting riverdale from the ghoulies yeah isn't the whole point to protect riverdale though Right. so then why is he making the ghoulies go against the serpents to then disband the serpents from not being able to protect Riverdale. Well, he kills all the ghoulies. So I think he was Well, eventually, but I'm saying the initial, like when you're thinking of when it initially happens, it's like given his reasoning for wanting Riverdale to be better. Yeah, I get that. But in the interim, it has been shit. And the only thing that's been able to help was the ghoulies. Because like you said, there's no police. So... Well, I think the intention was to get rid of both gangs entirely. Okay. And so there's no problem because the the serpents don't have to defend Riverdale from anybody if the ghoulies are gone. And once the ghoulies are gone, there's no need for the serpents. But then also they won't be doing any foul play. So then leave them alone. Well, but there's still a gang organization. And who's to say that they wouldn't? Because that's what they used to do. Okay, okay. I don't know. The whole thing with... Even when Twyla Twist calls Tony and is like, I have baby Anthony and we need to settle this. Tony was so quick to just grab her guns, get her gang together and go down to fight the ghoulies. And now I know she was trying to protect her baby, but she knows she's already got a problem with the town and with the law enforcement. 
don't you think it would be smart to loop them in and be like, hey, these people got my fucking baby. Can you maybe arrest them now? Nope. She's got to take into her own hands. Serpent justice. That was the thing. That was the thing I wanted to mention that they offered to carry out serpent justice on Hiram last season, which basically meant they were going to fucking kill him. So, you know, violent gang activity. Oh, getting really worked up. Yeah, let's let's move on to Betty wait, and her sunglasses. Wait, because- but no, because we haven't <laughs> finished talking about baby Anthony and oh, how how Kevin needs to get Kevin's becoming a dick. I mean, I, I get it, but also I don't like his attitude. I I mean, it's implied then that Percival is controlling Kevin. Yes, but I also think that it was perfectly legit for him to file. No, it was it custody. was legit, <laughs> but he was kind of a dick about it. I honestly didn't think he was. He was stern, but I didn't think he was mean. Hmm. I just felt his whole persona had changed. And obviously that's because he was compelled by Parcival, but still. I, I, just... I think it's because they want us to be on Tony's side and I'm just not. So I think that baby should live in a safer environment. And even without Percival, Anthony could have been used as a pawn in any of the ghoulie games if they wanted to take over the town or anything like that. It's That's fair stupid and another thing i just want to mention why are we calling him baby anthony why do we need the baby part it kind of makes more sense if they called him tony to differentiate between tony and baby tony but it's anthony his name's anthony and why do we need to call him baby anthony i don't have an answer for you for that why not somebody has to i don't know i feel like it just rolls off the tongue easy i don't like it (laughs) Also, he's not like mentioned a lot, so you could just hear Anthony. Like, <laughs> Remember Anthony? the baby? Remember the, the baby? baby? <laughs> See, and then you're gonna end up saying baby anyway. So there you go. Remember the baby, comma Anthony. <laughs> and one more quick thing before we move on: ghoulie fashion, a plus as always. Oh Lord, yeah, that was Twilight that was Twice looking fabulous. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. You wanted to talk about something else. <laughs> it's completely irrelevant. And it's just funny to me. And I think I'm stuck on it. So ever since last episode, when we find out that Betty has to wear sunglasses, the auras caused her vision to be compromised in a way where brightness bothers her. She was not consistent in her sunglass wearing, and it really pissed me off. Yeah, she it only was wore them outside. Unclear. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I get it's bright outside, but it's also still daytime and you're inside. So there's windows and fluorescent lighting but you're not wearing them inside? Come on. I think I would need them more inside than outside. Yeah, it seemed a little arbitrary when she felt like she needed them and when she didn't need them. Which made it seem like a joke. Like, I, I just, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't fixate on it because I knew it it was just stupid. So I was like, I can't even really think about this for too long because it's just, it's just dumb. And unfortunately, <laughs> when it comes to this show, I always fixate on the irrelevant because it brings me joy. <laughs> it's in the details. Mm-hmm. Like the scones. There were so many scones. There were she a lot of She only wanted to kill three people. Yeah. Maybe she was thinking if somebody pisses me off on the way, then I can just give him up and she wolfed his down did you see the crumbs all over the desk i was I like know, holy shit an animal <laughs> you would think he hadn't eaten in forever but then again that could be like a superpower like 
yeah, he might need to refuel because if he's, yeah. if he's not eating enough, he might not be as invincible. Lucky that he was, though. But we learned a very uh, handy tip for regurgitating poison if we ever need to. Just drink a lot of salt water salt and then water. vomit. I need to look this up to see if this is actually a good way to counter poisonings. But... I mean, I guess like it, it aggravates your throat, so it makes you want to gag and then throw up. But I, I feel like it would be easier to just make yourself throw up. But I think you use salt water to gargle to get up phlegm. So maybe yeah. swallowing it, it just aggravates everything else. And then that's it. Yeah, but it's not like Ipecac or anything. It's not, it's not going to make you vomit. Unless it has the same effect as Ipecac when you don't I, have I would candy. have to look it up. Let's actually here. Let me do it real quick right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. University of Utah has this article Another common cause of hypernatremia is when people try to make themselves vomit using salt water. They may do this due to an eating disorder or to try and purge something from their system. There are cases where someone has tried to induce vomiting to avoid poisoning. However, the poison is not removed and the salt causes additional problems, even as severe as death. (laughs) Watch out, Chug. So do not do this. Don't do this. (laughs) Stick your hand down your throat. That's probably the best way to go. Wow. <laughs> they didn't do their research. They never do. I mean, don't make me talk about the no rabies. Yeah, don't make me talk. Oh, about the rabies. that was a big thing for you. I will implode if I talk about rabies. Okay. All right. So nothing really else with that. But well, I mean, it's it's all Abigail's plot to kill people because she has decided now she's going to bring Thomasina's spirit back oh my god into tony's body and then they're gonna kill fangs (laughs) which makes so much sense so then at this point britta is starting to kind of panic and i just don't know why she doesn't leave the blossom house yeah just get out and go run for help there's there's too much spiritual activity happening that i feel like she could i don't know i'd be a little afraid to leave too like, you want to be on the psycho's good side. I mean, yeah, but, like, she's been drugging her on a regular basis to go into her dream. So, like, just drug her, leave, go get help. <laughs> like, but I-, I think I think Abigail was catching on to that, though, because when she's like, oh, we can go home and I can make you your yeah. tea. And she's like, yeah, uh-huh, your tea is very whatever. Like, I, it was like a sarcastic comment. And I was like, oh, maybe she's catching on to the tea thing. Well, regardless, I think that she could have, just left i but for whatever reason she stays and fortunately jughead comes to the house why do they why does he come to the house because he wanted to read cheryl's thoughts right which he never got a chance to do but he did read britta's thoughts and that she she was thinking very fast she was was hilarious she was doing a 60 second summary of everything that's been going on and i love that in the end he's just like are you okay are you safe she's like yeah i'm good just go yeah, and then he, yeah, and then he just leaves, and it's like, oh, dude, I don't know if I would have left, but okay. Yeah, so then Betty goes back, pretending that Archie died, and so uh, that she was gets, some good acting. Yeah, she, the mascara dripping down oh, her face. Yeah. It was it, she was selling it. So she gets close enough to Abigail to chloroform her. I'm assuming they tie her up, and then they perform this ritual. I would not trust Nana Rose to be muttering the correct no. incantation. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, um, this bitch fucked it up the last yeah. time. <laughs> this bitch is going to do something else crazy. And honestly, well, she did. Yeah, honestly, 
<laughs> she was fucking she, did. Was she the one who did that? Was that her intention? Had to have been. Had okay. to have been. That's so, why she was holding it in the first place. We literally haven't seen this Julian doll since season, what, four or three or four? Whenever. Four. Whenever. There was the time where the Julian doll was a thing. And it's yeah. been a long time. And I was not pleased to see it again. But the spirit of Abigail transfers into this doll. The doll. Into the doll. Like Chucky, but worse. Or Annabelle, because now they lock the doll in in a case. Why didn't they burn the doll? Because <laughs> they didn't know at the time that the spirit went into they just locked away the doll again. I thought they knew. I don't know. I thought they knew that that's where she went. And that's and because didn't Cheryl say like we have to keep this candle burning so that the spirit doesn't escape from from the doll and the doll grows hair too doesn't grows it just hair. grow like now long long yes. red hair like what is this doll <laughs> I hate a creepy wow. doll I hate mannequins I hate dolls it's definitely the kind of doll that would kill you in your sleep so yeah. total Annabelle. They should have burned it. I don't know if they just couldn't let Abigail's soul like free into the atmosphere, but man, they're just well, not. Well, yeah, who else would it go in at that point? They're just not doing enough. Just let it vaporize, right? Like, can't we just let it? Right. Like, we're not in Rivervale anymore. Like, do we I have don't to know. deal with this shit? We do, apparently. So that's obviously not over yet because I actually thought it was going to take a lot longer to get uh, Cheryl back. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where the storyline is going. And I weirdly don't trust that she is be- like, I know the spirit went yes. the doll. Yeah. But you can easily ask somebody, Cheryl, is that you? And she's like, right. yes. Right. Exactly. Anybody can fucking Maybe say Maybe Cheryl's in the doll. Oh God. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I mean, Jughead probably should have done a quick read on Cheryl's mind just to kind of double check on that. And that would have been smart. Yes. Yeah. So now we got to wonder about that because nobody was smart enough to think that doing that so great do we want to get into the depressing reggie of it all uh yeah that we wasn't can do really that. as sad as i thought no it and actually it. i want to quickly mention because i was just thinking about how it was kind of nice to see archie betty and jughead working as a mm-hmm. trio in this episode but it was really strange when they went to go talk to Veronica about mm-hmm. Percival, because it didn't feel like she was part of that group anymore. No, there was distance there. It's and like it they was were going really to the awkward and being like, "All right, boss, uh, this is what's going on." Oh, see, I didn't get like a, a leader dynamic. I kind of got like a "We don't see you ever," but hey, how's it going? Sorry about your dad. Mm. Also, we've got this shit going on that you're totally not involved in at all. So. Um, just wanted to like stop by as a courtesy. Like it, they were like interviewing all the people of the town, and she just felt like one other person. That is true. In the yes. town, it was it was uncomfortable. It was like oh yeah, they really have not interacted at all in a while, no. and I don't know why either. I know like she's got her own shit going on, but again, you know, the show used to be so much more about their friendships and their relationships and everything. Yeah. And I feel like what she has going on isn't really any different or more than past stuff. No. And again, if they were trying to take Veronica down a darker path, it could be good to have the contrast of Betty or Archie or somebody being like, yo, you're kind of straying from the path here so like Mm -hmm. what's going on and just just to have a moral 
ambiguity happening, but she's only surrounded by Reggie, who, by the way, they're the worst couple ever. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to really like them. And I thought that I couldn't hate a couple more than I hated Archie and Veronica, but I really hate Reggie and Veronica now. And what are your reasonings for that? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Don. Well, no, because I'm just curious because I mean, I'm not like a huge fan. But when you said that, I was like, there's more to this story. Go ahead. Well, I mean, yes, I have evidence. <laughs> but I have evidence. <laughs> I mean, first of all, they don't seem affectionate towards each other at all. And it was weird that the beginning of the episode, Reggie comes in and kisses her on the forehead in the morning. And she's like, oh, you're in a good mood. It's like, your boyfriend has to be in a good mood to come over and kiss you good morning. That's kind of strange. Like we never really see them doing anything fun or flirty or romantic. It's all about the casino. Mm -hmm. And they also have terrible communication. You know, Veronica lied initially about putting the hit out on Hiram. And when Reggie's going through this shit with his dad, she's very passive all of a sudden. Yeah, she really has no empathy about it whatsoever. Well, she was trying to handle it delicately and Reggie was giving her a lot of pushback. And I wasn't a big fan of that, but I also felt like Veronica didn't, didn't really explain her reasoning enough. Mm -hmm. She was, she was concerned, but I don't think she really pushed that to Reggie or tried to get to the bottom of why Reggie was being so defensive because we find out towards the end of the episode that Reggie found out that his father is probably going to die soon Mm -hmm. and is now living with that, but he hasn't told Veronica and it's so they like, just lie to each other constantly. Yeah, like they're they're not talking about anything that's important, and and they don't seem to be enjoying each other physically either. So it's like, why are you even together? I'm pretty sure I would enjoy Reggie physically. Well, any sane woman would. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Veronica we're talking about, so so hard to please. This whole thing was just kind of like a, a like a meh for me because we've done a lot with Reggie's father and he he's just a bad dude all the time and so it feels like more of the same every time we get a story with him involved it's like Reggie's trying to reconnect with his dad his dad is still a scumbag Reggie Mm -hmm. ends up having to you know, save the day, clean up his father's mess and nothing gets better. (laughs) So this is the same story we've seen every time from Reggie and his dad. Yeah. I don't really think we even needed it as a subplot at all. The only thing consequential that occurs is that his father bets the car dealership and loses it. And then Reggie has to go renegotiate to with the mobsters basically and arranges to do shady shit for them in exchange for kind of offering his greasy salesman services Mm -hmm. for their dealership operation so reggie has basically firmly embedded himself in a life of crime for the foreseeable future which is not great for reggie and is very sad because uh, he had so much potential he really did and i oh it kills me because I also feel like, yeah, the dad's going to lose the dealership, but also the dad's going to die soon. Right. And, and you've got the casino. So right. Like, which really wasn't to run legal, another but... business. <laughs> right. Do you need to really run another business? Yeah. And it's hard to understand 
the love he has for his father. Yeah. I know that that can be a complicated thing, even when your father has abused you physically and has just always made you feel like garbage, but there's still love there for them because it's your dad, but it's hard. It's hard because as Reggie's father has had no growth, Reggie has seemingly had no growth Mm -hmm. or he's had a downward trajectory and there's really less and less room for redemption as we continue down this path. And that's my problem with the show. I think at this point, everybody's doing exactly what you would expect them to do. Nobody's really changing in any significant way upwards or downwards. It would be nice to see somebody do something, (laughs) something different we're not getting really any development. So every time we think, oh my God, this could, this could possibly change whatever it is for the better. And then it's like, oh no, we're just going to knock it down a few pegs because why would we let you be happy? Right. Like, like the fact that Veronica did put that hit on Hiram was kind of a huge deal and could have been a really big turning point towards like a dark side for her, but she's so racked with guilt over it. And now in this episode, she's so, she's trying to be so sympathetic to Reggie's dad. and, And it's like, bitch, pick a lane, you know, be evil, be good. Right. Especially at this point, since we've seen her go back and forth so many times, it would just be nice to kind of flesh out one path or another for her. It can be, you know, muddied. It doesn't have to be black and white, but I think at some point you should start honing in on who she is. And I have no Mm -hmm. idea who Veronica is anymore. I just don't know. I did think Reggie did make a point when he tells her like your dad killed people yeah and we have and you put his freaking picture up yeah but my dad can't and I was like holy shit I know he was somebody said it like you know like you needed somebody to say it he was so right and so wrong in the same sentence because I did Mm -hmm. not agree with what he how he was equating it to how she's treating his father but I did I do think it needed to be said that she is treating her father a little bit creepily given everything he did mm-hmm. like your so. father killed people and you hung his photo and it's like yeah that that's fair yeah <laughs> yep nope uh we should call that out as often as possible until somebody does something about it right but yeah so I and I guess I'm sad that this is Reggie's path, but if we're talking about character growth in a definitive way, then I guess this is him kind of choosing the the bad one, the bad path. The thug life. Yeah, the thug life. The mob life. He didn't so, choose the thug life. The thug life chose him. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, poor Reggie. That's all I got to say. He, the show did him dirty. <laughs> Seriously, him and Kevin. For real. The one thing that I enjoyed about this episode was Dr. Curdle Jr. He is kind of my favorite. Oh my God. That was hilarious. He's like, they basically had a shootout on themselves. Yeah. They're all dead. And, and he's like, so oh fucking God. dramatic. Like, <laughs> and the creepy looks and the bug out eyes. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I just love him. And then just thinking about him fangirling to um, what's her face? Josie. Uh, jo- Josie. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if like he just always had a Josie t-shirt on under his scrubs yes that you could see it enough just to be like it just peeks out a little bit yeah (laughs) where it's like he is still like a fangirl oh man yeah and loves it I was just gonna say that I really hate how they openly trust new people in this show 
who and what state your reasons (laughs) compelled or not just how they're taking Percival in so quickly and assign and having him be part of fucking everything like I get he is compelling them yes but I feel like in past seasons too they just have trusted new people oddly too quick yeah I do think we kind of have to blame that on the mind powers because I'm getting the impression that he was kind of finessing Uncle Frank and Alice although I could see Alice just getting on board with him because she loves controversy (laughs) but like that's just Alice I don't know but I am sort of I mean even knowing that Percival Pickens has bad intentions I am sort of on board with some of the things he's doing, some of the changes he's making. They're not terrible. I need to know the outcome because even Archie's like, I don't think he wants to save it. I think he wants to get rid of it. Yeah, to destroy it. But like, why? (laughs) Yeah, if you did, you would just... It's definitely for the palladium underneath. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And and the TBK is still at large. Yes, we've forgotten about TBK for now. So that's cool. What if Percival is a TBK? He didn't exist before he came to Riverdale. We don't know that. (laughs) Yes, we do. That's what Veronica said. Oh, we're going to trust Veronica? (sighs) Maybe Percival could compel the writers to do a better job on this rest of the season. (laughs) Like I said, I would love it if he just came out as being a vampire and we went (laughs) full-blown. True blood? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Or Vampire Diaries, either one. I mean, would not hate it, but... It's never going to happen. I mean, that would be the next possible scenario for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Fairies. Mm -hmm. Fairyland. No, we could do without the fairies. (laughs) I hate the fucking fairies. Ah, that was such a letdown that we're not, I'm not even talking about this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, but just like, we moved on to True Blood. <laughs> sorry, but like, really, she's a fucking fairy. <laughs> I'll never get over it. And it didn't even really matter, ultimately. No! Oh, no, it did not. <laughs> it's just like something about her, except I guess the only thing was that she could read minds, but. So can Jughead and he's not a fairy. That's true. He's just deaf. <laughs> my lord wow i just i got very angry yeah no it's fine that's okay the show brings up a lot of emotions it does it's okay to feel them so next week we will not be having a riverdale episode because i will be on vacation but on the 19th we will be dropping our windfall episode so keep an eye out for that and then when we come back from our vacations on the 29th, we will cover the A double the episodes of Riverdale that have aired since on the 17th and the 24th. Yep. Double whammy. I'm sure there'll be a break soon. I hope so. I kind of need a break. Getting a little annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little agitated we need to here. cleanse our palates for a little and then, uh, then we'll yes. jump back in. Yeah, exactly. And until then, that's Endgame. Game.